Joe Siddle. Tom Crawford. Holy Mackinac, you're listening to Win City Sports. What up, everyone, and welcome back to the Win City Sports Podcast. Winter's only local sports podcast, presented by Andersburg Chevy Buick GMC. My name is Greg Moore, and on Win City Sports Podcast, every Monday, anywhere podcasts are found, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and more. Weekly featuring interviews with local athletes, coaches, entrepreneurs, and more. Also while breaking down all the local sports news we possibly can. We also have a strong social media presence at WinCity underscore sports on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Give us a like, follow, subscribe, whatever it may be. And let us know what you think. Leave a review, drop a comment, uh, hopefully a nice one. And let us know what you think of the WinCity Sports Podcast. Tell your friends, family, teammates, coaches, training partners... And help spread the word of those in Windsor, Windsor, Essex sports as well. But today is Monday, May 30th, 2022, and it's episode 257 of Wind City Sports. We have a good guest coming up for you very shortly. We're going to kick things off talking about the Windsor Spitfires. And then later on, we got some news on the Windsor Clippers. We'll get you caught up with them. Windsor Clippers Junior B Lacrosse, some soccer, some football, get you caught up with as much as we can as we are now in the dog days of summer, but we still have the Windsor Spitfires going strong in the playoffs. They are going to have to battle back now from a deficit, but we'll talk about that in a little bit. We'll talk about that after we talk about Amherstburg Chevy Buick GMC. But first, of course, we got to talk about our guest a little bit. He's a Windsor Express player. He's the only player on the team that played every game this year, as you'll hear um, in the interview. Uh, a big rookie year for him, and he quickly kind of became a fitting part to our Windsor Express basketball team and he's here to tell his story on win city sports podcast it's tanner stuckman lots to talk about with tanner and uh, of course just coming off the heels of the season a, a tough season for the express for the uh, interesting one for the nbl canada as the finals is ongoing right now do nothing to london so shocker there but um we'll talk a little bit about the windsor express throughout the show and of course i wanted to have uh tanner on if you if you're a fan of the express or watching any of the games he he likely stuck out with his enthusiasm and well his uh find the vehicle that's right for you at amisburg chevy buick gmc value your trade get financing and service specialists all available buying a new or pre-owned vehicle has never been this easy Head over to Amherstburg Chevy Buick GMC or AmherstburgGM.com to find out how. They believe in customer satisfaction and try to make it their mission that each and every customer is happy with their service, their vehicles, and more. The credit experts down at Amherstburg Chevy Buick GMC can help you provide a niche financing option to suit your needs. To speed things up, just fill out a secure financing application online and get in touch. This will also help you get pre-approved for financing, making it easier than ever for you to shop for your desired Chevy, Buick, or GMC vehicle. That's Amherstburg Chevy Buick GMC on Sandwich Street South in Amherstburg, serving the entire county of Windsor-Essex. And again, check them out on AmherstburgGM.com. And it's not really that I want to get it out of the way. Uh, of course, I love telling you guys about Amherstburg Chevy, and they're also the official sponsor of the official His Playing Style that we talk about as well, and how it was kind of adopted more recently. So lots to talk about with Tanner. He's a kid from, from Illinois, um, and we're going to, again, tell his story and talk about this this first year of him playing pro in Canada. Uh, we're going to get that started in just a little bit, but first got to tell you about Amherstburg Chevy Buick GMC, located on Sandwich Street South in Amherstburg. Thank you to everyone down at Amherstburg Chevy Buick GMC for always taking care of the community. 
We're going to get things started on the podcast here with some sports news before we get into the interview. And we're going to talk about our Windsor Spitfires and what a battle this has been in the Western Conference Final for the Wayne Gretzky Championship. It's been a battle to say the least and it'll likely continue to be. Uh, last week when we spoke, the season or the series was tied 1-1 to after 2 in Windsor. And the team split a pair of games before Game 5 last night in Flint. Spitz winning Game 2 in Flint. Well, Game 4. So, um, last night, another close game at the WFCU Center. A chance to take the lead in the series. And an unfortunate 4-3 to final for the F- Firebirds. Uh, landing on top and taking a series lead 3-2 to after 5 games. This leads the Spits to their first elimination game this playoff. Will Cooley had a goal and an assist in the game to help bring his team back to a one-goal deficit in the second period, but Flint held off the Spits for the third, securing the win and the series lead. Uh, Game six is set for tomorrow night in Flint. If possible, there will be uh, some links shared on our Twitter to stream the game. And if the Spits prevail, we will get game seven the next night at home, the Western Conference Final for the Wayne Gretzky Trophy at the WFCU Center on Wednesday. So if they can pull this off uh, in Flint, which is definitely possible, they've won there before. This is a team that they've, uh, you know, obviously battled throughout the season with, but they have been able to best. And again, this is a whole nother season and uh, they both have some firepower to say the least. But the other unfortunate thing is whoever wins this is going to go right into the final with the undefeated Hamilton Bulldogs sweeping every team they've been through so far. So it will be a hard one for sure. Uh, This team that comes out of uh, the Western Division is going to be beat up, but hopefully they will be ready and hopefully it will be our Spitfires. So stay tuned tomorrow night on social media at WinCity underscore sports and at SpitzHockey, of course, for pretty much play-by-play tweeting from, from the company down there. But We'll try to share some links in order to stream it as well. Uh, we'll talk a little bit with some more hockey news later on in the show, but now it's time to get started with our interview with Windsor Express's Tanner Stuckman. Here we go. All right, so I'm now joined by a man from Quincy, Illinois. He even played for Quincy University before going overseas to Finland to play the game. And now coming to another foreign country, he was a big part of our Windsor Express this year, Tanner Stuckman. Welcome to the show, man. Hey, I appreciate you for having me. Absolutely. So... Uh, as we talked about really briefly, I guess, you know, um, the season just wrapped up. Big part of our Windsor Express this year and, you know, definitely a lot of adversity to overcome both the team and, and yourself, I would assume. So how do you feel about this season now that it's all kind of said and done? Uh, I would say the the biggest word for, for our season is tough because, yeah. I mean, it was a tough, tough year in regards to um, me personally, um, you know, obviously kind of being the bottom of the barrel rookie. Uh, per se, so I kind of had to work my way up and, and make a name for myself uh, in this league, but also in our team. I mean, mm-hmm. I felt coming in um, when they released the, the final roster after training camp that, you know, we had a really, really talented group. Um, and then obviously, you know, the first game of the year, you know, Kareem Canty has an Achilles injury and he's, and he's out for the, for yeah. the whole year. And, you know, that was, I, I don't want to say that was the start of it, but it was. It was the start of kind of the, um, the tough year uh, for us as a team, you know, but the one thing that stuck out to me is the, the toughness that we had throughout the year. I mean, we constantly were bringing in new guys, just trying to find a group that, that worked well and gelled uh, well together. And, you know, I think towards the end of the year, we found that group. Um, obviously, uh, with the series against London, uh, it was a tough series and we couldn't get it done. But um, 
late in the game, and we just couldn't close it out. But I mean, this group was tough, and yeah. it was really usually with a team like this. In regards to as many issues we had, it could fall apart early, but it never did. And I felt like this this group really persevered through some tough times. One hundred percent, man. You hit the nail right on the head there, and and you know, just just put it out there. Be honest, right? Like you said, you you were the rookie coming into it. It was a struggle of a year. It was a tough year to say the least. And and again, like you said, just a hundred percent correct with all of that. Um, a veteran team too, right? Like um, you know, might have might not have been the best at times, but you know, you had guys around you that are, have been playing in the league or playing the game for years, and you were uh, you were a new face, and definitely you know had to do what you had to do to to make that lineup for sure. No, I mean that was tough. I mean coming into a, into a team with, especially with Billy White. I mean that that's a yeah. big a big name in this league, and you know you're kind of thrown into the fire with him a little bit. He's a tough dude. I mean he's 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 tough yeah. in practice. He's tough in the game. So I mean I, I had to tell. grow up quick. Yeah, I could tell, man, for sure. And you know it's that's part of the team, like you said, but. Uh, you, you took the words right out of my mouth. I was going to say a tough battle with the top, the top seed, London Lightning. I mean, it was a hell of a year for, for the league, for, for them, and, you know, it, it um, didn't make it easy. But uh, now that that's all being said and done as well, I mean, that was kind of your first glimpse of NBLC, NBLC action, or have you kind of seen the, the league before? I actually had not. I mean, what's crazy was um, when I knew I was going to be coming to training camp here in Windsor, I kind of did some film study, which it was tough because uh, the year the, the year before that, obviously, the league was shut down because of COVID. And, you know, also you had the year that was cut short because of COVID as well. So it was kind of tough to find some recent film on the league because, you know, when you're, you're starting a brand new year, um, pretty much, I don't want to say it's a fresh new league because, it, I mean, obviously it just took a couple of years off or whatever, but it's, it's tough to find recent film and kind of try to wrap your mind around, okay, what's the play style like? You know, how does my game going to fit? You know, as well as, okay, how am I going to be able to gel with the, the different guys on the team? But, I mean, I think this league is a tough, tough league that deserves a lot more respect than it gets. You know, I mean, I think um, one thing you see, or at least I, from my research, was there is a lot of G League guys in this league. Yeah, a lot of guys who have G League experience who you know are, are trying to get back into the G League. I mean, it is a very, very talented league. That um, I mean, th- this is by far the best basketball I have played against. I would say in my whole career, whether that be college or uh, over in Europe. That says a lot, man. And I mean. Um, the thing with this league too, or the, better yet, this year, like look at just the four core teams. Uh, we talked about it a lot, of, you know, throughout the games. But any team beat any team. It, I mean, obviously London was was what they were, but the league itself. I mean, you know, we talked about the skill and the play, and then put it all together, and it made for quite the quite the tough season to say the least for any team. Yeah, I mean, this was this was an interesting year because I mean, yeah. when you have four teams. You know, okay, you can throw in the, the TBL teams. Um, you know, I don't really count. Those are kind of just kind of filling games. Yeah, exactly. But when you have 14 battling it out yeah. the whole entire season, like that is tough because you're, you're starting to kind of figure out, okay, this guy does that, you know, you know, whatever. And so come playoff time, especially when we play London, I mean, we kind of knew what each guy was going to do, and we knew it was going to be a physical battle. And I, I absolutely love playing against London because I love playing against Samir Williams. Obviously, I was yeah. undersized big a little bit, playing a little bit out of position, but I went toe-to-toe with a dude who's about 6'11", you know, 250 or 2'6", whatever he is. I mean, that's a big man. And, yeah. 
you know, I think, um, you know, when as I look back over the season, uh, that's another thing is no matter the amount of times we had on our team injuries, you know, um, someone had to get sent home, you know, whatever, it doesn't matter. We still found a way to compete again in a four-team league. And, you know, a lot of people back home are probably thinking, well, it's four teams. No, like, you know what? <laughs> they don't understand how difficult it is to play um, a team consecutive times. I and mean, I think we played KW, what, like, four times or five times in two weeks, something crazy like that. And that was a rough stretch because you're, you're playing against this team consecutively and it's tough with a 14 lead. Um, so, you know, I mean, for the people that back home, I mean, this, it was a tough year. It doesn't matter if it's 18 or four, it doesn't matter. I mean, this league is, yeah. is legit. No, that's a tough year. Yeah, no doubt, man. I mean, again, a crazy year and you touch upon a lot of stuff that I'd like to talk about as well as, as we get into it. But I want to talk a little bit about yourself as well, man. I mean, Obviously, you know, uh, like I said, we have people from Windsor, uh, people just living in Windsor, doing their thing like yourself. So obviously you're a kid from across the border, born and raised in, in the Illinois, Illinois area. So like always a big basketball kid growing up. What was life like for you? Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, I started playing basketball at age four. Um, you know, I, I was really big into sports growing up. You know, I played baseball, soccer, basketball. You know, yeah. I played every sport. Um, you know, I think once I got into high school, um, I kind of focused more on, on on basketball. You know, there was a lot of, a lot of the sports teams wanted me to play baseball or soccer, but I was like, you know, I want to focus on basketball, um, which I really don't suggest, actually. <laughs> I suggest being a multi-sport athlete um, just because it, I think you'll enjoy your, your time in high school a little more. But, uh, no, I mean, my journey was crazy. I mean, I didn't um, – I don't really don't know how they do things in high school here, but um, – Definitely you know, different, I, that's for sure. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I was on the freshman team as, as as a freshman. You know, I was only five ten, and then I shot up to six five my second year in high school, and then I was only on the sophomore team. You know, I didn't play actual minutes on the top team um, in high school until I think my last year of high school. Um, you know, I was I had to walk on at um, my college in, in Quincy. Yeah. Um, you know, I turned down two full ride scholarships to other Division two schools, and I wanted to stay home. Yeah. So I had to I had to work my way up there and be able to earn scholarships and, and different things and playing time and different things like that. I just stuck it out. I mean, it wasn't the easiest journey. Um, you know, I was able to have some some decent accolades my last two years of, of college, and then obviously I was able to sign with an agent and get into pro basketball. So you know, the journey was not easy, but yeah. um, it's something I'm really thankful for. And once again, it's crazy how it, how it comes full circle because um, you know I, I view Windsor the town and the organization out as a blue collar, tough and gritty mm-hmm. um, town and organization. I mean, that's, that's kind of what I do and how I play. Oh, hundred percent, man. And, and I want to talk about it as well. I mean, it's a, per- it's a perfect fit. Now you say it. And I mean, uh, as you're talking, you know, it, it makes more sense to kind of see how, how you are as a player and, you know, where you came from. And of course, you know, all, all that, that hard work pays off. And again, maybe the perfect spot for you to be is, is in Windsor as well. Definitely, uh, again, hit the hit the nail on the head with that one. We have a lot of tough customers around here and, and you fit in and brought that presence to the Windsor Express. Yeah, I mean, I, what's crazy is I used to never, I don't think I've ever played this tough all right. uh, in my whole career at basketball, just because it's like I've always been that finesse guy, stretch the floor, you know, okay. mix it up inside a little bit, you know. But like when I went to Finland, um, it wasn't really a super physical league. I mean, you know, going from Finland and then jumping into the NBLC in Canada, it, it is night and day difference. Yeah, because you're not playing against 
big time grown men night in and night out. You know, over in Europe, you might have one or two um, big Americans. You know, maybe three. Uh, and you might see a couple foreigners that are or the locals uh, that are big, but no, like nothing compares to the NBLC. And, you know, coming into here, I kind of had to find my role a little bit. And yeah. I remember, um, you know, Coach Jones in practice saying, you know, you, you remind me a lot of Rocky. <laughs> that you're, you just take hits and you just keep coming back. And I kind of embraced that. I'm like, you know what, yeah. like, if that's kind of what they want me to do, then I'll do it. And I'll do anything to win and anything to get on the floor. That's cool, man. That's a really cool, uh, just a little piece to it. Because, again, you know, I got to watch kind of, you know, your – your run here with the Express, and and it's uh it's kind of a new thing for you too. I mean, in, in the sense of of pro basketball, right? Like you did your stint in Finland and and stuff. So um, it's just cool to see. And I was gonna ask, you know, were you always that kind of hard nosed player? But again, you kind of you kind of alluded to it. Yeah, I mean, I've always been a guy that plays hard, and you know, there, there's a difference between I think so between playing hard and playing hard and being a tough dude mm-hmm. and just being the dude that's going to smash some teeth out when he did. I think the funniest <laughs> thing is I've heard about a handful of people say, well, you remind me of Bill Lane. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? And so I had to go do some research. I knew who he was and I'm like, okay, let's see what this dude was about. And, you know, I think in this league, um, you know, I, maybe I was a little bit and, you know, the, the running joke on our team was always, you know, I'm the, um, probably the most hated person in the league. By, by multiple teams, multiple guys on other teams, just because I was just annoying. You know, I'm just a guy that yeah. that was super annoying and would just try to try to get in your head uh, any way possible. Well, that's the guys you want on your team too, right? Like you don't want to play against them, but you want them on your team, right? And you know, I, I no, hate because that. then you line yeah, you, you line ahead. up against them and you're like, oh no, I don't want to have to deal with this crazy dude again. Not again. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, you've seen that a lot, man, and I love it. I love that that aspect of it. Of course, um, you know, I, I, I hate to make this comparison, uh, but I know that you're a hockey fan, so uh, I'm sure, you oh, know, yeah. a little bit of that is, is, for me, it was like, you know, this is like, this is the scrumming is, is spilling up from, seems like a hockey game, right? So, again, uh, just the, the blends of different sports, and uh, it's cool to see, you know, when, you know, a basketball player see a support in the Blues, although you're from Illinois, so what's that all about? I mean, it's only, so St. Louis is only a two-hour drive uh, from where, I, where I'm from in Illinois. So what's, what's, what's crazy is I'm really, I'm praying that they get a win tonight. Oh, I yeah, need man. them to win against the Avs <laughs> They got to. Because I really needed to um, at least get, try to attempt to get it to seven games. So when I get back, maybe oh. I can just go to St. Louis. They have the ballpark village. And I want to be able to watch the game in St. Louis. But oh, man. I don't know, man. Like, it's going to be a tough test. Absolutely, and I mean, not to get too off topic, but uh, to talk about, you know, obviously being a Blues fan, being close from there, the, the culture of the Blues, and, you know, winning a Stanley Cup just a few years ago. We got guys from Windsor, uh, Steve Ott, you know, and we got guys like Cam Jansen that played oh, yeah. for the Spitfires that I'm sure, you know, you're very familiar with all that. Yeah, that was my favorite was we would have, what's crazy is this is going to be terrible. Hopefully Coach Jones is not listen to this, but during the <laughs> we're shooting free throws. You know, and so I look up at all the banners of all the guys that have played for the Spitfire, and you know I see a lot of NHL guys on there. And you know, I, I saw Steve Ott up there, and I thought that was the coolest thing ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I always enjoyed looking at those. Yeah, man. Again, it's just like those little things that all kind of connect together, and uh, part of the reason why I do the show too. So it's uh, it's cool to again, you know, have those little things in Windsor, and and still kind of you know tip the hat to him, like a guy like Steve Ott. Yeah, I mean. It's really crazy how connected these places are. I mean, it, it really is. It's really crazy. 
It is. And, you know, getting a little bit out there, but we got to touch upon, you know, going to Finland too. I mean, maybe not a, a big connection between the, the NBL and out there as you, as you talked about, but um, that was, you know, again, you kind of, you kind of touched upon COVID and it, it probably putting a, a big uh, staple in your, in your college career as well and slowing things down there. Then all of a sudden, you know, it was like, you know, school's over kind of thing and let's see what's next. And you end up uh, accepting an offer to Finland. Is that how it kind of went down or just tell me the story there? Man, I tell you what, um, the whole, I would say my whole career has been about adversity. And even after I signed with the agent, um, I was, I was ecstatic, excited. I'm like, man, like I'm going to get to be a pro. And, you know, I, I still have a list. I think I had, there's a list of like 10 teams on my phone. I keep it still just to motivate me that that passed up on me mm-hmm. um, on the market and you know these were teams you know I would say a handful about five to six of them I had you know some, uh, some different interviews with and you know I felt comfortable with them and everything and they decided to go a different direction and you know the one one thing they said was we just don't know if he's strong enough we don't know if he's tough enough to play in these leagues in these top leagues overseas wow. and so that's one thing I took I took to heart and you know yeah. that really that, that affected me because I'm sitting at home. Um, you know, and I don't think I, I didn't sign till um, September, and you know that's really, really, really late and and kind of the market and, and when you want to get signed. And so you know, I kind of took the deal in Finland, but you know the the toughest piece for me is, is something that really stuck with me, and it's going to continue to stick with me because um, you know, like you like you said uh, earlier, like that's one thing I brought to the NBLC was the toughest piece, and it's all because you know. A, you know, I had to accept that role here for the Winter Express, but also, you know, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, you know, those guys didn't think I was tough enough yeah. to play at a good level overseas. Um, but no, you know, I signed in. I signed in Finland. Um, that was that was an interesting place. <laughs> um, it was a little it was a little different. Um, you know, I was the only import on the team, only American. The rest of them were all Finnish guys. Um, you know, the one thing for me that stuck out there was. It wasn't the greatest level, you know. I was in the Finnish second division, um, okay. so the top division, the Coors Liga. Um, the main goal for at least for my agent and I was to get me over there, and I did have a buyout and all that stuff. Not to get into any of the logistical stuff sure. in my contract, so yeah. we we're trying to get me moved around a little bit, uh, hopefully to the Coors Liga. And you know, some it just it, it was tough, man. Like it was really tough. And you know, me personally, I think I 100 percent could have played in that league. I could have competed, put up decent numbers. You know, and, and did similar things I did in the NBLC, but um, you know they didn't see it that way, and that's usually how it works. Um, so you know, some different some different things happened uh, there. Um, I wasn't really happy with with the situation. Um, you know, I kind of wanted to play at a, at a bigger level, a bigger stage, um, and so you know, I, I decided to step away from the situation, um, and I took a risk because you know at that point it's like. Um, you're stepping away from, from money on the table, guaranteed money in your contract. You're stepping away from an opportunity, and you're, you're going back home to essentially kind of start the process over again. Um, so, you know, I was sitting at home, um, and it just kind of, um, just kind of waiting around. Uh, you know, there's some things, some little things cooking up. You know, a couple of Spain teams were looking at me. Um, a team from Macedonia was really, really interested. But then, you know, my agent called me, and he said, hey, you know, we got this workout in Chicago, Illinois, with for the Windsor Express that play in uh, NBLC. And I was like, okay, well, you know, let's go for it. You know, let's let's just see. Uh, I wasn't really expecting to be honest to, to get signed from that, just because I wanted to get some feedback. Um, you know, let's see how what, what the coach thinks. Um, and obviously, it worked out. So, you know, I, it 
I've kind of been through the ringer my first year. It's been it's been a tough year. Well, <clears throat> that being said, you know, you, you not to wash it from from uh, college, but you come out of college or university and, and now it's a business, right? And you obviously got to see a lot of that early on. Yep. And, and uh, again, it's all part of, of the learning aspect of this, of this career, of this job, really. And again, a lot of the stuff you talked about, you know, um, you know, being passed up by a lot of teams because you weren't, you know, quote unquote, tough enough. And now look at you, look at what you've brought to the NBL again. <laughs> again, it's just uh, kind of when you look back on it, it's kind of crazy. Right. And and it makes sense, though, to, uh, you know, not know you or, or much about you, but to watch you. Sense. Yeah, I mean, what's crazy is, um, you know, coming out of college, obviously, I was only six, nine, about two ten. You know, versus now being around 215, 220, um, you know, in the EBLC. And so it's just, as a pro, you, you can't really get too high and you can't get too low. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I'm a guy that, that takes things that are said or, or um, and, you know, that's one thing I did even here. Like, I was in the weight room a lot during the season, which, yeah. in all honesty, I had to be. If I'm going to play, you know, they're putting me at the five because that's where they needed me. You know, I told Coach Jones, I was like, listen, you need me to play the three, I'll play the three. You need me at the four, I'll play the four. If you need me at the five, I will play the five. And so, you know, they had me at the five. Um, so I'm like, you know what, I'm going to have to get in the weight room and, and maintain or put on a little bit of muscle. That way, you know, I can go 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 to battle every single night with these big, <laughs> these big men that are twice my size. So, you know, there's a lot more that I learned than just basketball here in Windsor. I mean, this the swagger and the... You know, the toughest piece are, are two of the biggest things that I take away from it. Yeah, and again, there's just so much that goes into the game. Like you said, that's maybe not always on the court or, or in the dressing room, whatever it may be. It's a, it is a business, and, and there's a lot to it. And still growing as a person, you know, still lots to. There's always something to learn in life, right? So, uh, again, doing it all through this journey kind of perks to the job too. Being able to travel and go around, and uh, kind of alluded to it as well. You know, um, I wanted to talk about how you ended up in Windsor, and again, just opportunities opportunities are everything i guess and you know um what did you think when you when you first came down here i guess uh i would say i mean I, you can kind of tell it's it's a tough it's a tough city i, I kind of got the um the vibes from that as soon as we uh we, we we flew into detroit and crossed the border into over into windsor um you know it doesn't have that glamour to it you know you got the caesar's palace down there you know that looks pretty cool but you go past that you know and it's tough you just, you know, it's not the, the glamour of New York, you know, where you have the, the big, the ginormous buildings and, you know, Broadway and all that stuff. Like, this is a tough, tough town or city. Um, and, you know, I, I think the biggest thing that stuck out to me was, you know, Dardis really um, reiterated that when he met with us before training camp. And so did Coach Jones. Like, guys, you know, this is a blue-collar, tough community. If you play hard and you play tough, the people will love you. He's like, win or lose. They will love you if you give it your all every single night. Also, every single day in practice, the prep for that. And, you know, I think that was the most truthful thing he could say because, um, you know, win or lose, you know, the fans were, were, in the, were in the stands. They were cheering. It doesn't matter. And, you know, I've never felt like throughout the year that we, you know, our fan base had, you know, kind of um, left us out to dry or anything. They were there on a constant, regular basis, you know, cheering us on no matter uh, if we won or lost. And that's why, you know, one of the reasons why I love Windsor sports, right? And you get into the, the good groove, and no matter what, the the crowds there support you. And again, like like Dardis said, he was, he's right, man. If uh, if you go to battle, then the people are going to appreciate you, and they're going to cheer for you. And 
Uh, again, a lot of adversity for you, as you mentioned this year, but you definitely rose above it. And, and you know, throughout that, that season became one of the fan favorites. You know, might, a lot of people might not have thought you would, you'd still be around come playoff time, but you were the only express player to play every single game as far as I can, as I can gather. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You know, I mean, I was constantly taking taking shots, black eye. I mean, I think I had four or five black eyes on the year. <laughs> um, you know, I think I had to get like three x-rays. You know, I mean, it was crazy. But, you know, I just kept coming back. And, um, you know, that's great to hear that, um, you know, that was one of the, at least a, a fan favorite a little bit, just for my toughness. Just because, you know, I don't bring the athleticism that this league has. I don't bring the flash. You know, I just I just do the, the little things and, you know, I make and I try to make as many shots as I can. Um, you know, obviously I'd like to expand my game a little more um, for next year or the future for, for my career, but you know, where I'm at right now, what I was able to give this year, um, you know, it's great to hear that uh, they appreciated that. Yeah, man, absolutely I can definitely attest to that. You know, being able to watch most of the games up there in the in the box and um, you know, you can you can feel the crowd uh, below us and obviously above you guys, and you definitely. I mean, a lot of people on on the team definitely uh, made it what it was. And again, by the end of it, you guys were like definitely clicking and and feeling it together, and and that's what makes you know uh, it more exciting, obviously, for us Windsor fans. Yeah, I mean that that playoff series with London was was fun. Oh yeah. Um, you know, it, it was a dogfight. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what I got written down here. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I really think that we, you know, we surprised London a little bit, especially mm-hmm. that um, the last couple of times we had played them in the regular season. Um, you know, obviously they got the upper hand and they ended up winning the series, but, you know, we didn't go down without, you know, without a fight. And I felt like that was something early on in the season uh, that we were struggling with. You know, we fought, but we just weren't there yet. Um, but, you know, come the end of the season, you know, we were battling. And, you know, we had them rattle a couple of times. And again, as we talked about before, just the, the the aspect of only having four teams as well made it so much tougher, and made it so much like every uh, every team knew each other so well. And um, again, also what we talked about, a lot of these guys played against each other for many years, played with each other with, for many years, and there was definitely a lot of emotions come that uh, that London series. And again, made for great great basketball, man. Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest thing that I took away was was the adjustment that that had to be made um, from every player on the floor. Yeah. I mean, you're right. I mean, we just, I think we played London like two or three times, um, you know, before the playoffs in the span of like, I think it was like three or four weeks or something like that. And so we have seen each other a lot right before the playoffs. And, you know, I think, um, I feel like our adjustments were were, were pretty good uh, from game to game, especially in the playoffs. I mean, like I, like I said earlier, we had, we had the lead, um, you know, late in the second half. Um, and I mean, London's a good team. They got a really, yeah. really good coach, and so I mean, they're loaded full of talent. So they were able just to kind of, you know, make some shots and get get the big stuff that they needed. But um, the biggest thing I took away, especially as a rookie, is trying to figure out how to adjust. You know, how they switch the defense up, switch the ball screen covers. It doesn't matter. You know, you have to find a way to adjust and play off basketball. Um, you know, it took me a little bit, you know, to figure it figure it out, especially after after game one. But, um, you know, I feel like from a team perspective, I felt like we adjusted pretty well. Absolutely, man. You can definitely see, like you said, just having the leads at uh, a lot of points in those games as well. But uh, a tough team to, to face against. So, I mean, you know, no, 
no skin off your back there. And again, uh, this kind of being a, a new experience for you, still learning. This is your first pro playoff experience, really, right? Yeah, I mean, this was this was. I think I haven't played in the in the playoffs since my freshman or sophomore year. I think in college because we obviously the COVID year was, yeah. was rough, and then the, the the year after that was really rough, with no fans. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that was my first time being in the playoffs in a, in a long time, and it, I, I have never been more excited. I remember the night before game game one, I'm trying to sleep and I can't sleep because I'm just so excited to play. <laughs> I mean, it, it was crazy. Yeah, man. And again, that's what uh, it all goes into this pro journey. And uh, it was a crazy year, to say the least. A tough year, as we talked about. And I mean, it was only your first. I'm sure you got a lot ahead of you. I do hope to see you back, but I wish you well wherever you may end up, man. No, I appreciate that, man. I mean, Windsor is always going to have a, a special place in my heart. I've learned so much here, you know, whether that be from the game, you know, off the floor, whether that be from Coach Jones or Dardis and the organization. I mean, they, they taught me a lot. And like I said, the two biggest things were toughness and swagger. And, you know, I'm going to carry that on for the forever long I can continue to play. Absolutely, man. And like I said, it's a, it's a blue-collar city, and you always come back and hit the casino or something. But, uh, again, it always has some amenities, right? So, hey, man, thanks a lot for taking the time to, to shoot the shit with me. No, I appreciate you having me. I'm, I'm, I really was hoping that you would get me on at some point because I mean, I'm a big podcast guy. So, yeah. you know, I love listening to podcasts and I love being on them. Huge thanks goes out to Tanner Stockman for taking the time to chat with me on the Win City Sports Podcast. Uh, I knew I wanted to have him on for, for a while, for sure. And, and as we talked about a guy, we weren't sure if he would stick around with the team. And, um, you know, amazingly enough, maybe an inside joke uh, for the team that he, um, you know, he stuck it out and became a huge piece and a big piece to that team, to say the least. And like I said, hopefully you see him back. But wish him well wherever he may end up. A lot of options in the league and, and beyond as well. So, It'll be interesting to see what the next uh, season will hold for the NBL Canada and the Windsor Express. Hopefully get things back on track, start earlier, maybe a few more games, and you know, start to rock and roll and uh, hopefully get this train rolling again. So it will be a pivotal year, as I talked about last week for the Windsor Express. This pretty much was, and the pandemic did not help. So going forward, I'm sure we're going to see a big turnaround for our Windsor Express. But again, thanks to Tanner for taking the time to chat with me. And we're going to get into some sports news here, local sports news to break things down, get you caught up, and uh, talk about the Windsor Clippers, Junior B, lacrosse, and some more. But first, a little bit about the Windsor Express. The Windsor, in the case we missed this, I'm not sure if we talked about this, but the Windsor Express's Aaron Basserfield has been named the Ian Fowler Executive of the Year for the NBL Canada, a very much deserved uh, accolade for her as she is incredibly instrumental for everything that happens with the team. Of course, the broadcast team wouldn't be possible without her. And uh, big congratulations to her for, for running this team this year um, as the GM and stepping up, obviously, after COVID and things being loose and whatnot. So it's uh, it's good to be back, and she's done a fantastic job, to say the least. And that's our that's our basketball news. Right now we're sitting tight to see, um, you know, I mean, it's the, what the final will be from the NBL of Canada, who will be the champions. Likely going to be London. If they can pull off just one more win, they'll have to do it on the road. So looking to that if you're a big basketball fan. But let's talk about those Windsor Clippers Junior B lacrosse team. They're stellar yet again, man. It was a big week for the Clippers as well, going 3-1 and one in four games last week. They kicked things off in London on Wednesday, defeating the Blue Devils 19-7. The next day at home, they demolished the Point Edward Pacers 15-3. 
though a close battle and a loss to St. Catharines 5-3 on Saturday, but of course bounced back yesterday in Welland with an 11-5 win over the Generals. Next up, they'll take on the Red Devils in Wallaceburg on Wednesday, and then following that, we have a set of home games this Saturday and Sunday at Forest Glade Arena, uh, 7 p.m. on Saturday and 4 p.m. on Sunday. We got some other hockey news to run down to and some stuff to talk about and see what we missed. Uh, probably always missing something, but uh, former Spitfire Jason Spezza has announced his retirement from the NHL after 19 seasons, and he will now act as the assistant to the GM Kyle Dubas this upcoming season. This week also marks the anniversaries of the Windsor Spitfires Memorial Cups as recently uh, as last Saturday with the most recent championship being celebrated. Curtis Douglas was actually in attendance for the last game at the WFCU Center as well, fittingly enough. And Windsor's own and London Knight goaltender Brett Brochu has been named the OHL's goaltender of the year. Definitely well-deserved and uh, (laughs) not arguable there. Jamie McDermott has accepted the head coaching job for the Essex 73's Junior C team after Danny Anger stepped down following the finals loss to Bell River. It will be interesting to see where Anger lands on his feet, the former Sarnia Sting. But McDermott has been the assistant coach off and on for 20 years with the 73's. I believe he went to Leamington for a bit and then back. And the Essex Ravens Junior Varsity opens up play in Hamilton this Saturday, or sorry, this Sunday, June 5th. And finally, the Windsor TFC soccer team picking up a much-needed win over Unionville yesterday. 1-0 was the final. At the Libro Field in Amherstburg, improving their record to 1-4, picking up their first win of the year. Next up on Saturday, they will be on the road, taking on Sigma FC. And their next home game is the following Sunday at Libro Field, 4 p.m. versus North Mississauga. And that'll wrap it up this week on the Wind City Sports Podcast. A quick one as it's the dog days of summer, baby, but we still have hockey going here at the wfcu center hopefully at least one more game game seven could be wednesday check us out on social media and anywhere you get your podcast spotify apple itunes youtube you name it we're on everything um, as well as follow us on social media at win city underscore sports on twitter facebook instagram give us a like follow subscribe it may be let us know what you think leave a review and tell your friends family teammates coaches training partners about the win city sports podcast and spread the word of these documentation pieces of our athletes, coaches, builders, and more. You can also follow me, Drake Damore, on Twitter and Instagram, at Drake Damore. But until next time, smell you later.